and welcome to another episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, the Real Estate Law Specialist. Hello, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. We haven't seen you for a while. No, it's been a little while since we did a podcast. It's all these bank holidays. And you've been in Spain and everything. Yeah, all here, there and everywhere. But we're back with a podcast about high street rental auctions and in particular the levelling up and regeneration bill and the, uh, the consultation on that. So do you want to start by telling us generally about the consultation? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, the levelling up and regeneration bill, well, we did do a podcast some time you know, in these early days in Parliament sometime last year. But it's now, it was introduced into Parliament just just over a year ago now, May the 11th, last year, 2022. And it's part 10, and specifically, that's got the high street rental auctions. I should stress, it only applies to England. There's no intention for, for the Welsh government to introduce it. The bill itself is now, it's been through the House of Commons. It's passed through, well, it's a first and second reading in the House of Lords, and it's at committee stage. But on March the 31st, uh, the government, the Department of Levelling Up, produced the consultation as to the specifics. And although I do stress it is on the consultation, so it's not necessarily the final version, it's got a few gems in it. So I thought it would be a good idea to just sort of go through some of the issues. Consultation period lasts for 12 weeks. It finishes on June the 23rd. Um, so if you want to... Put your thoughts to the government. You've got until June the 23rd to do so. so. That's some of the background. I'm sure we can talk about some of the, the details, specifics of the consultation shortly. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've got many thoughts that you'll be sharing with the government, Richard, knowing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you want to just start then um, with summarising the bill itself before we move on to the consultation in more detail? I'll say it's part 10, um, and uh, I think it was originally part 8, but it's now become part 10 of the bill. And uh, this idea of high street rental auctions, basically it's local authorities have got discretion and there's the first issue to uh, designate areas as uh, you know, sort of high streets or town centres as, as being subject to the legislation. If there's a concentration of premises, sort of high street premises in that locality, the properties have got to be vacant. I mean, a concentration of high street premises is things such as you know, sort of people providing services, hairdressers, and like bars, restaurants, pubs, cafes, as you'd expect, shops, offices, community halls, meeting places, sporting facilities, recreation, entertainment. So pretty widespread. Um, uh, light industrial units are in the list as well, which uh, is a bit surprising, but not heavy industry, not warehousing, and obviously not residential. So basically, if the property is vacant and it's been vacant for at least a year or 366 days in any two-year period, the local authority can basically contact the owner. They call them the landlord, but they're not actually a landlord until the sort of uh, lease has been granted. They can contact the owner and serve something called an initial notice. During the initial notice period, you can't rent out the premises without the local authority's consent, you know, not to be unreasonably withheld, which is a bit counterintuitive. If you've already exchanged contracts, you've got an agreement for lease, you can go ahead. Uh, but otherwise, you have to get consent and uh, the local authority to give consent if it's uh, a lease for at least a year and fits in with the high street, if you like. It's those kind of services and shops and offices and so on. If uh, subject to that, uh, they can then, after eight weeks, 
initial notice, the initial notice can be for 10 weeks, but after eight weeks, they can serve a final notice and basically put your property up for auction. You say we've not known the detail of that. The landowner, the future, well, the landlord in inverted commas, uh, can object on the grounds that putting these up for auction is disproportionate. Well, they're similar grounds to grounds F and G of the 54 Act. You know, you, you intend to develop the area or the, the premises, or you intend to occupy for your own business. Well, that's uh, the background. Uh, they don't uh, define what vacant means. So, you know, if you're using it for storage, is it a vacant property? If you, as you'll know, there's even landlords to avoid business rates of empty properties, create six-week uh, licenses, probably leases, but always called licenses. You give six weeks occupation in any three-month period, you avoid business rates you know, sort of for empty properties. So there are a few issues like that, but um, that's the background. Would you like me to go through some of the stuff the consultation says? Yeah, let's move on some, to some more specifics, specifics of the consultation, if we can. Uh, I stress again that it is just consultation, so anything can happen. But one thing that they are saying is that the landlord might have an input in, the, in terms of the auctions and the likes. And, for instance, there's going to be user covenants in the lease I mean, it's going to be a, the, the, the primary legislation says it, you know, the lease that will be created under high street rental option will be between one and five years. It would have to have a sort of high street use, have to sort of further benefit the local economy, society or environment. And so the consultation suggests the landlord would have an input on things like users. So they've got the same, the right mix. You know, if you've got half a dozen news agents already in that area, in that town centre, you don't want another news agent. So they'll produce, you know, the, the lease would have user covenants and you'd know when you bid at the auction what the user covenants were. They also say in the consultation, they're looking at it, but there'd be no reserve rental, you know, whoever. But they also say that it doesn't necessarily follow that the person who's paying the highest rental or prepared to pay the highest rental is the one who wins the auction. Because you can take into account things like, you know, how solvent they are you know, the sort of strength of their business and, uh, again, the user. And if it's somebody who's, you know, local to the locality, they you know, might be right that they bid less but still get the, uh, you know, win, win the prize, things like that. Is it a community use? Is it going to be a, you know, youth centre or something like that? So it does seem quite vague and not necessarily what you and I think of as an auction. They are saying, because the initial legislation was very, very light on what the terms of the lease would be, that they are talking about entering into an agreement for lease. You have to have an agreement for lease. And then the, the actual lease itself will be in a standard form as, as much as it can be. So you have a sort of standard pro forma, this is the lease. And it would include things like repairing covenants. This it would have to be 54 Act excluded one to five years. And it would have repairing covenants whereby the, you know, the, the leaseholder would have to yield up in the same condition. And you'd have to have a schedule of condition uh, initially. And they saying that there will be sort of user covenants included, which will be negotiated together with the landlord. They also say that they shouldn't go down the route of a high street rental auction. If you know, the landlord's trying to actively market but having no joy, seems to be you know, landlords who want to deliberately keep their premises empty which is not the norm. It does happen. It happens when you know, they think they can get higher rentals by keeping the property empty temporarily and the likes. Two things that surprise me. One, the consultation mentions 
that most uh, planning issues will not arise because we've got to, uh, you know, since September 2020, we've had Class E in England, use class, you know, commercial business and service use. So most would be interchangeable. Sometimes they wouldn't be, like community halls and cinemas and theatres and this kind of stuff and pubs, uh, in which case they're going to change permitted development rights so you won't need planning permission for a change of use. And the real surprise goes against everything the government say elsewhere is that uh, they're looking into not requiring a minimum energy efficiency standard because currently you can't let out premises unless they've got an EPC, which is if they need an EPC, which is at least irrigated. That seems to not be the case. Well, certainly according to consultation, that's due to go down to C-rated in the commercial premises in April 2027, B-rated in April 2030, but high street rental auction premises might be the exception. Why are they pushing for agreements for lease? Yeah, the landlords will be expected, they'll you know, basically exchange contracts and then enter the lease sometime later because the landlord will be expected during the interim period to fit out the premises uh, to minimum standards and, you know, have a fire safety risk assessment if there isn't one in existence already and asbestos assessments and electrical wiring certificates and gas certificates and so on. Um, bring up to standard, remove any debris, we're killing a vermin or mold or fungus or this kind of stuff in the, you know, between the agreement for lease and the lease itself. And if the landlord doesn't comply, what happens then? Well, they can basically allow the tenants to go into occupation and do the work and charge accordingly. Whether that's feasible in the real world is not a matter. So, you know, there will be these minimum standards and then a standard lease later. But that's that's the gist of it. Great detail about the stand, what the standard leases are proposed to look mm-hmm. like. Oh, the other thing is um, there will be a rent deposit, either three months rent or a thousand pounds, whichever is the greater. And can you foresee any issues of any with any of this if it does come into fruition? They seem to be addressing the issue of the landlord will have an input you know, on the mix of the premises and the like. So you know, the landlord can, to some extent, state what kind of premises might be. And they seem to looking down the road of you know just because you bid the most rental doesn't mean to say you're the most least uh, you know, the best leaseholder, and also only using it against landlords who are sort of refusing it. You know, the landlord's got development plans there. Local authorities shouldn't be um, having the high street rental auction. It sort of presupposes landlords leave properties empty deliberately. And most don't, not, less, not least of which, because depending on the rate of all value, you've got full business rates liability after three months, six months for industrial units being empty. But I think the major problem is I don't think local authorities will go for this. They won't have the resources organise auctions and the likes. And the governments say that they're keeping the cost down, but they're still negotiating now who conducts the auction. And, you know, you should have lawyers involved and you'll have to do fire safety assessments and all these kind of things, uh, asbestos risk assessments. And so I can't see it will be that cheap. Uh, they're still talking about who's going to be paying for all this. But I just don't think there's local authorities will have the resources to go down this route. So I think it's a bit of a, I might be proven wrong, but a bit of a red herring. We'll have to see when it comes in. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about this again. I'm sure we will. And it's a good one for not just local authorities, but uh, say the private sector as well, obviously. Excellent. Thank you very much, Richard. My pleasure, Lizzie.
Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again in our next episode.